All right. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm Darlene. I'm the host of the Become a Calm Mama podcast that you're listening to right now. And um, today I have a very special guest, my friend and uh, colleague and client, Erin Harmon, is going to talk to us today about money. So I'm going to introduce her in a second. And I just want to know, want you to know that this series I'm doing is all about your relationship with other parts of your life. So we've had Victoria Yates on um, a couple of weeks ago to talk about your relationship with your body. We had Dr. Siobhan on last week to talk about your relationship with your marriage. And this week is your relationship with your money and what that, how that affects us. Because as a mom, we have our children, we have their behavior, but then we have all these other things in our lives that also create stress. And so I wanted a chance to address those and give you a chance to learn some new tools in the other areas of your life. And what I love about these interviews is that they've been so complementary to how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so I think as you, as you think about money, you'll also be able to apply it to parenting and other things like that. So welcome Erin Harmon to the podcast. Thank you. So excited to be invited. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so Erin is a financial coach. She is um, going to tell her story, but basically she helps uh, parents and individuals get a hold of their finances and um, help them create the life and money of their dreams. So using your money to create your the life that you want, right? Using your money effectively. That's what we're going to talk about today. So tell us a little bit about you, Erin, how you found yourself in this place, and then we'll get into all the tools. Oh my goodness. Um, when I had my first daughter in 2013, it's like suddenly there was all of the, this pressure to provide for a child and to buy all of the things that I should have and college and emergency fund and all the things. And we had student loan debt and car debt, and I was having a really hard time with it. I was feeling not settled and not secure, and it was showing up in stress and not being able to like roll with punches of new baby stuff. Mm, was it keeping you up at night and stuff? Like, were you like, I have got to figure out my money or like, or else like the, oh, or totally. else is always really vague, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It was. And I, totally do like the doom spiral if I'm not paying attention to my brain. So it definitely like you talk about, um, like your kids being homeless under a bridge or something, like if you mess up, right. <laughs> so of course my kids would never be able to go to college and mm -hmm. do all the things if I didn't figure my stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what did you do? What, what, what happened? I, um, bribed my husband to <laughs> go to the financial peace university by Dave Ramsey course mm -hmm. at a church in town. And he really didn't want to go, but he did it for me. Uh -huh. and Which by the way, mamas, that happens, right? Like I like to remind, we just talked about marriage last week, but I like to remind us that for the most part, our spouses are into us. Yeah. Like they want what we want. They want us to be happy and they trust us. And we can use that if we want to invest in anything, any coaching or any program or any new, you know, uh, op new opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So I love that about him. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, it was funny because before we just like, we're not on the same page with money. Like he would see all the fancy things and be like, Oh, I want them. Like, why not? And I was on the other spectrum where I was like, we can't do anything because we have all these things going on and coming up, like we can't spend money. So we didn't, did you feel that you were like the police or like the, the like guard yeah. of the money? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. He totally, he totally like jokes and calls me that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like you, it's, it's interesting that he felt that he needed to ask permission or like convince yeah. you. Cause sometimes in a lot of relationships that it's the opposite, right? Yes. Where maybe the, it's the more feminine position <clears throat> to be, well, I didn't make the money possibly, or it it's his and, or it's ours, or I have to ask permission. And, um, 
it's nice. What we're going to talk about today is a way to really clear a lot of that up so that there's not asking permission, but it's funny that you had that role and he's like, Hey, can I buy the whatever, whatever? Yeah. And you're like, no, no, we don't afford it. Fancy truck. (laughs) (laughs) But it really like got us on the same page. And we, from what we learned there, like we blew through our debt and we saved an emergency fund. We had a couple more kids and moved a bunch of times. And then I found coaching mm-hmm. and it like, I started with like weight loss coaching um, and it really changed my life and the thought work and how my thoughts create my feelings that create my actions. And when I was doing that work, I was like, wow, this so applies to money so mm-hmm. much. And people have always, I've been very like vocal about our debt payoff journey and savings journey and buying a house journey. And friends would always just come to me and be like, Hey, I have a question. (laughs) And so when I found coaching and how much it applied to our financial thoughts in life, I was like, let's do this and Mm -hmm. decided to make my own business. Yeah. Start a business. So in your program, Tranquil Finance Coaching. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's really about that. I I think what I was thinking about when we were talking is that there's tools, there's like best practices sort of in any, in any arena, right? Like there's best, best, best practices in parenting yeah, and in relationships in, you know, health and diet. And, you know, there's a lot of strategies out there. Mm -hmm. And what I love about coaching is it's not strategies only. It's also the mindset. Like how do you overcome the obstacles that come up when you're saving money for something, or you've earmarked how we're going to talk about the budget, but you've earmarked something for a budget category, but you really want to buy something else or like, how do you resist the urge or how do you manage the guilt? If you do change your plan, Mm-hmm. Or how do you handle the emergencies that weren't on your plan? And that that's all of that is mindset. Like you can get all the tools, but then the practical aspects of living within like living a real life. Yeah. <laughs> we need help. We need, um, mindset tools. And I love that you do that. You do both. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's such like a key part of it. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Managing. knowing what to do Mm -hmm. and then knowing how to overcome our desire to not do it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into what, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I was like, and it's funny because some of my clients have told me like, I totally would have given up by now (laughs) if I was trying this on my own. And I feel like that's like a huge part of it too, is that you have this like person to go through it and like really just witness for you. Yeah. What you're struggling with and offer you more. Yes. And, and also I think a coach is so valuable because they have watched other people go through the process. Like you have your own lived experience of, Hey, stick to it. And it pays off because you're going to have so much peace, right? So much Mm -hmm. tranquility, as you say, and you know, you're going to feel so much more empowered control and empowered and all of that around your money. And this little blip, it's, it's temporary. You keep going. Yeah. And I think sometimes I say like coaches have the belief of what's possible because they've lived it and they've coached people towards it and they know. And if you can just borrow your coach's belief mm-hmm. that it's possible, it can help, help you stay in the, in the plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So I was going to say, let's get into sort of how you think about money. Like, how do you define a budget? Do you use budgets? Like, what's your story on that? And, and then kind of what are the things that come up when, when you present your, your philosophies, your plan, your whatever, like, how do you handle money? Yeah. Um, budgeting is like a huge part of it. And a lot of people dislike the term budget and think that it's very like restrictive and then you can't do things, Mm. but it's really not like that at all. 
And if you want, you can refer to it as a spending plan <laughs> instead yeah. of a budget, mm -hmm. if that helps you feel better about it. But basically, I teach zero-based budgeting. So I have my clients look at overall everything that they're bringing in for the month. Mm -hmm. And then they look at all of their expenses mm -hmm. and take it away from what they have it coming in. So like, if only one thing can happen, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. And work down a priority list to learn to live within your means so that you're not going into debt and you're able to put money towards the things that are important to you. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the priorities, like the first part of the priority list, I would imagine is pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like the basics, like tell us some of the basics. <clears throat> I mean, typically you start with your four walls, um, which is your mortgage, your utilities, vehicle and clothing, right. Or food, food, four food. We want to like eat. my, my clothing, <laughs> I probably have plenty to last me for quite some True. time, but yeah, but, <laughs> but you when you have a little kid, when you have work. little kids, you have to yeah, get clothes. that too. And we can't look like a bomb at work, <laughs> mm -hmm. but Usually you start with those four and I guide people, but really like no one is here to tell you what your priorities are mm. and they might be different. Like my husband and I at the top of our priority list, and we even put our budget like in that order. So it reminds us like, okay, if, um, you know, we have a variable income, which some people have a hard time figuring out how to budget a variable income. So like when your pay is different mm -hmm. each week or month or whatever. Um, but we decided it was important to him that we both got individual burn money, which mm -hmm. is like fun money that we don't get to qu ask questions from each other about. Mm -hmm. And he, I just remember him saying like, you know, if we don't get to eat out and we don't, don't get to do whatever, like I'm willing to do all of that. I don't care as long as I get some burn money that I get to spend freely, whatever way I want. So I that's the name that, burn. Money. Yeah. <laughs> we call it, um, funny money, funny money. Yeah. Like <laughs> if I want to buy a book that's on my shelf for 10 years that I won't read, or he wants to spend it on video games or bangs or whatever, he can do that. And we don't get to question each other. It just gives you some like freedom and feels really good. So I love that that's at the top of your priority list because I, I'm a little more practical, like in just the way my brain works. I'm like, okay, first mortgage or rent, yeah. you know, and then, um, utilities. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we have a car loan. So the car loan, um, like kind of like things we already owe money for, you know? Yeah. And so like paying those and then it gets, I think it gets, can be really uh, confusing when yeah. there's the discretionary spending of like, I could spend probably way less on food, groceries, mm -hmm. but maybe I don't want to have to worry about that at the grocery store. It like thinking about that. So if like, for me, I want those kind of categories to have a lot of looseness in them, yeah. but the, that's not always the case for some people. They're like, no, no, let's like go real uh, lean on groceries and, you know, well, coupon clip or whatever. And that's yeah. the interesting thing is that priority order doesn't have anything to do with the leanness of the category or like mm -hmm. you can have a very robust grocery budget. Like you could spend $2,000 a month on groceries mm -hmm. and it be at the top of your list. It doesn't have to be at the bottom. Right. And that's what I guess I'm saying. It's like, this is important. I have to have food. Yes. Like it, it needs to be prioritized to feed, <laughs> feed my humans. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I also know that the amounts can also become a, a conversation. And I, I think it's, it can be so beautiful. And I want to talk about like how to have these conversations, but I think we have to first talk about how to have these conversations with ourselves. Yeah. When we think about budgeting. And so real quick, go back to zero budget. Cause I, 
we don't have to get super in the weeds on it. We're giving broad strokes, but I do, it is a little pet pet project of mine right now is budgeting. Um, I know you get so excited. Get me so um, excited. <laughs> so I like this philosophy and I want you to talk about it a little bit because my husband hates the zero budget. He doesn't understand it. And, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a very different way of looking at money. And yeah. so can you just talk a little bit about what that means? So a lot of people get nervous when you say zero based budget, because it means that they think it means that like your account has to be at zero or there's like no money, right? Left over. But really what it is, is giving every dollar that you have a job. So it doesn't matter what the job is. All it matters is that you decide what the job is and that it has a name on it. Because if you don't decide what you intentionally want to do with your money, it's going to just run away. It's going to like, you're going to wake up and not realize like, wow, I thought I had $500 in my account and nothing's there. And I don't even remember buying anything. Mm -hmm. I like to think about every dollar has a job as also like every dollar has a place to park Mm -hmm. because it's like you have, well, the, the system comes from that envelope system where you kind of pre-decide what, where you want to spend your money and you can like in a cash-based system you would have the cash yes. go into certain envelopes, right? But we're not in a we're not in a cash-based economy. So which is funny because that's how we did we did it in what I think it's been seven or eight years, two thousand. You did cash seven years ago. We no, we did cash for like until the Rona. Oh wow. That's a long time. Like so the yeah. cash-based system, just to explain it, right, is where you like take out all your money from the bank. Not all of it. We'll see. That's like another thing, right? You don't take out all of it. Like yeah. bill money would stay in there, you know, any savings money. Okay. But yeah. yeah. We'd take out like grocery money. Gas money was the most annoying because kids in the car. So that kind of became my husband's job. Mm-hmm. And like discretionary spending money, stuff that like wasn't an online automatic thing. Um, but then Corona happened and no one was taking cash. We weren't (laughs) going out places. We were switched to online. So Mm -hmm. I really had to adjust and get some new tools for operating without cash. And that's Mm -hmm. been a learning curve too. Yeah. So the way we do it, right. Is you have some sort of budgeting app and we, you look at your inflow, what you have, and you decide, you pre-decide, this is why I love why I brought you on and why I wanted to talk about it. Because I talk a lot about pre-deciding how we want things to go in our family and recognizing if something is not going, if something's not going right, you know, I always say like, if you're angry about a behavior, it probably means you haven't set a good limit. So we have to then decide how do we want things to go? Like, what is, what is the ideal here? So it's the same idea, really. Like if you're, if you're stressed about money, then pre-decide how you want your money to look. What do you want? What do you want to spend it on? What do you want to save towards? What are your goals? Mm -hmm. And that's the power of coaching is really up level, like not up leveling, but like looking at top level of your life and, and looking and thinking, okay, where are we going? what do we want? What's the big picture here? Totally. And And I have mm -hmm. a lot of like clients that some of them literally have never made like financial goals. Yeah. Because they're scared of failing. Mm -hmm. They're. Oh, don't know how. Don't know how they can't. And I think that's one of the biggest issues with money and school and stuff is no one really taught us. Like if you got lucky like me and you had parents that were financially savvy, like you're great. Otherwise I think most of us got like maybe three weeks in our economic class in high school that we don't remember that kind of taught you how to budget. Right. And also taught you like supply and demand and GDP or, and like, you're like, I don't, what is it? What's inflation? Like so many concepts all at once. And you're like, yeah. And personal budgeting and a check, not even a checking how to balance a checkbook wasn't even. Taught. Yeah. Especially not now. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just think like the system's really failing everybody and you kind of get out in the world and then 
you have money and then you have media telling you you want to buy things and comparisons with your friends and being invited places. And it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And we should do another time. episode where we talk about how to teach our kids, like, like oh. really brass tacks of getting, teaching your kids concepts around money, especially as they get into like teens and they get jobs. My, both my kids have jobs now. And you should see my younger one. He's like, Ooh, what am I going to spend my first paycheck on? It can even start so much younger. Like I'm doing it with my five-year-old. Right. right, Of course. But this is like, (laughs) it's yeah. Like really when they start to think about how much things cost and it's so good. We could just go. I want to definitely everyone listening. We're going to teach you how to teach your kids how to deal with money. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So we have our concept around the budget. You sit with all of your expenses. Yep. And you make some best guesses, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, how much do you think you want to spend yeah. on these categories? And tell us about goals. Like, because I think that is the purpose or the reason why you would do this budgeting. Maybe because maybe you're overspending right? Like could be, mm-hmm. and you don't have enough money to pay your bills and you're living on credit and, you know, debt and mm-hmm. things like that. And that's a very stressful place to be, especially yeah. if you're living in, in on credit card debt, because interest is insane. It, yeah. You're what you're paying. Like you yeah. go to buy something that costs a dollar and you really need to say like, is, do I want to spend a dollar 27 on this Yeah, for the next 12 months or what, however, you know, however yeah. long, mm-hmm. um, so there's that part, but you know, what if, what if there's enough, like what's, then why would you do it? Why would you spend any time or energy? And that's super interesting. Cause I do have a lot of clients that like make really great money, mm-hmm. but they've kind of just floated around with it mm-hmm. and they're not satisfied. Like I make this amazing income, but I don't know where it goes. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to show for it. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of us here might have college goals, uh-huh, right? Kids. Saving, saving money for our kids' colleges yeah. mm-hmm. or retirement. Like, gosh, some of those things can feel so far away, but they're not. I know they're not. <laughs> and, and literally like, know that. <laughs> and there's so much of it that is like, you need that time to work the beautiful compound interest effect Mm. to work for you. So it's so important to like start young. And I even say a lot of people say that, you know, retirement is even more important than college because savings, because Mm -hmm. no one else is going to like fund your retirement and pay your bed, like pay your medical bills and Mm -hmm. help you eat when you're old. Mm-hmm. but your kids can figure out a different way to go to college. Yeah. And you're still working while your kids are in college typically. Yeah. So and you can so cash flow it. There's, there's still money in there. Yeah. I mean, it may, yeah. might not be enough to cover everything surplus, but um, I was going to say what I have found, the reason why it's so beneficial to us, to my husband and I, uh, is because of the stress of not knowing Mm-hmm. but we can spend money on mm-hmm. and the constant conversations about whether we should buy something or pay for something, even to like, you know, should the kids get tutoring mm-hmm. or, you know, should we send them to summer camp? If we go to summer camp, should we go to this kind of camp or yeah. this kind of camp? Like the day mm-hmm. camp at the Y which is not necessarily bad, but it is typically less expensive than sort of like a full fledged day camp with a bus and all that stuff Mm -hmm. or a sleep away, not sleep away. Yeah. These decisions. And I think as parents, we kind of feel like we should be providing the the best for our kids and all the things and like guitar lessons and sports and tutoring and you know, Girl Scouts and like, it just can keep going. And then it every does. renewals for all those every year you got to pay. And then, oh, it's just. And then my thing is, is when you have multiple, mm-hmm. like if I put one kid in gymnastics, yeah, then I have to do something for all three. And that 
easily become six, $700 a month. Yeah. Just because one kid said, well, all my friends are doing it and I want to do it too. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, of course you do. And you want to, and it's great. It moves their body and it's something to do. And that makes the afternoons go faster and Mm -hmm. all of that. And then all of a sudden you got three kids and you're driving around all afternoon. No one's happy. It's super stressful. And you paid all this money. And then you're like, is it even worth it? Right. For many reasons. Yeah. (laughs) All the things. (laughs) But with the money, I just found that, that we had a little bit of a, of an emotional relationship to money. So like if the accounts were, mm-hmm. had money in them, we felt like there was money to spend Yeah, and then you'd have like a big expense. Like maybe you purchase a piece of furniture or like our son had that, um, he broke his leg. Yeah. And yes. We have health insurance, but we had a deductible of almost $9,000. Wow. That wasn't part of the plan. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then the next month you're like, well, now we can't do anything because we don't have any money, which could be true if, if it was not planned yeah. for. But I felt that there was this emotional relationship. We were making decisions from what felt good mm-hmm. and, and saying no to things we really wanted because mm-hmm. our brain would say that doesn't feel right. Yeah. Cause you yeah. didn't have the data. Yes. That's huge. And I do that too with my clients. The ones, I mean, you go in phases, right? Like I don't tell them like, let's plan out the whole year from day one, but the (laughs) ones that like are really excited to get nerdy, like we play, I have my budget set for this whole year. I absolutely know it's not going to play out. Like I'm imagining it to, Mm -hmm. I will have to adjust a million times, Mm -hmm. but I have an idea of what's going to happen and like what I want to prioritize, what there's money for. Yeah. And there's so much security in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you go to make the purchase it's or to already- have the conversation, like I noticed that our conversation now with my spouse is so different. Cause I'm, it's not like, can we afford it? It's like, is it in the budget? And then we can look. Yeah. We go like on a, like a search for the money. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, it can be fun. Like, well, let's see. (laughs) Totally. And it's more of a, like, I think it takes the panic out of it. Yep. Like in your medical son's Mm -hmm. medical situation, like you could look at it, like you see the $9,000 bill and you're like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. And probably initially freak out. And then you can go to your budget and be like, okay, we can just tweak this, this, you know, put off this extra payment on the car, or maybe rethink a different way to do this vacation we were planning. And we totally have it covered. And it yeah. just turns like emergencies into inconveniences. And yeah. it's such a gift. Yeah. It's so good. I wanted to share this story. And I think this is one of the real reasons that I think budgeting is really helpful in a relationship with our kids too, but <laughs> We were on a really tight, we had a really tight budget one year because my husband started a company, didn't make any income, which mm-hmm. you know, is a big deal. <laughs> totally. And we were kind of like living on savings and, you know, I don't even know. I actually don't know where what happened because we weren't <laughs> budgeting back then. <laughs> and there was this time that I was wanting to, we were going to go to like this uh, outdoor festival in our neighborhood and they had a beer garden there. And I'm not like a big beer person, but I, we were leaving. And I said to him, um, I'm going to get a beer at the beer garden. And he was like, no, just have a beer here. And then we'll walk over there. And I was like, wait, what that it's not that I like want beer in my body. I want to sit with my friends and drink a beer in a beer garden in our neighborhood, like this pop-up event. And he was like, well, that's a waste of money. It's such a a dumb use of money. And, and I was like, oh, so at first I was very, very angry with him Mm -hmm. um, because I felt like he was depriving me of something. And I said, listen, I did not buy a new pair of pajamas recently because I want to have, I would rather spend my money on like having a beer with my friends than having pajamas. Yeah. And then he said, no, pajamas are much more valuable. You should see really? Aaron's face. If you're watching really? the video, it's so but funny. I have 12 more pairs of pajamas at home already. <laughs> but he was like, 
it made me realize that we were having a conversation around values and priorities and that it didn't make, I wasn't right. And he wasn't right. That I valued experiences and he valued material possessions, like purchasing things, things. And it has been so, it was so great to realize like, oh, when I go to spend money, I'm looking for the experience, right? I'm always chasing the feelings of the thing. And he's much more practical in like what makes the most sense. Yeah. You're going to drink that beer. You're going to have extra calories. You're going to go home. You're not even remember yeah. it. Or you can go home and put on your brand new pajamas. Yeah. Forever. Forever. Right. For years, <laughs> you'll have those pajamas. And I, I think. I'd love for you to speak about it a little bit because then I don't know how you'll talk, what you, what you want to say about it, but it's just like, we all have different reasons for spending money and none of them are right or wrong. And I just wanted you to maybe talk about what you see. Yeah. That's like so common in relationships. Like one person is the nerdy one, me mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. husband. And then one person's the free spirit. That's like, let's do all the things. And it can be hard to like get on the same page. Um, a lot of the times I coach couples and it's a conversation and it's so helpful to have like a media mediator there to discuss it because people get so triggered and defensive. Right. Yeah. Do you have any other like values that you see that are, maybe it's uh, to, um, you know, in the moment to ask, but I remember when I realized like, Oh, this is a conversation around me with experiences and him with things. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what other values people have. Like maybe somebody's more like how it looks like, like Like what my friends are going to think if I don't have the matching thing or a big one is cars. Like, Mm -hmm what are people going to think if I'm not driving a new car or if my car has like a dent in it or something like that? Right. Right. Or fancy or not fancy. Cause like, you know, so luxury versus not. Yeah. Yeah. Cause some people love luxury and that's not wrong. And they might want to wait and until they can afford like a nicer handbag. And then some people are like, well, I want five handbags versus one. And yeah. And it's quantity versus quality. Yeah. And it can be like, a status symbol mm-hmm. if you let it. And I, thoughts. <laughs> right, right. They're all thoughts. And I just, I want, I want our listeners to really think about when you're making these decisions that none are wrong. No, no priority or value is, is wrong. We don't need to judge. We don't need to make anyone who cares about something else. No, the, the wrong one. And this is the right way. There's, it's just a, a, a different approach, a different, a different value system. And what I love is like helping people just love their decision. Mm, Gosh, that's so powerful. Like why, like there is no right or wrong. Like my priorities are going to be different than someone else's. And it doesn't matter as long as you like a hundred percent love the reasons that you're doing something, because Mm -hmm. if you're going to buy the car, because you want to impress someone, but it's stretching you and then you're worried about it and it doesn't feel good to you. It's not going to sit right. And you're probably going to think about it a lot. You're probably going to stress and worry about it. But if you were like, no, I want this car because I love it. And I love the gas mileage and I love what it does for the environment and blah, blah, blah. Like, heck yeah, buy the car. Yeah. Right. And then, and it's always great to wonder like, why, like, why do I care about this? I think that's what there's an invitation there for all, yeah. for anybody who's making a decision. Like, why am I saying yes to this? Why am I saying no? Do I love my reasons? Yeah. And if not, where can I chase the freedom from whatever rule I've come up in my head or, yeah. or judgment or thought? And that too, like there's so much with money, like people pleasing and expectations and you know, like for example, Christmas, right? Like all my friends are getting X, Y, and Z and like, we're doing things differently here. And it's just like a, 
introspection, like what am I making it mean if I don't meet these expectations Mm -hmm. or I don't give the same gift or if I don't do, what does it mean to me? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that it's so helpful as a parent, if we are um, budgeting and we have goals, Mm -hmm. like we have some pretty big savings goals right now this year. And because we want to take this big trip for our 25th wedding anniversary. Mm. And so it's like, it's not something we can just kind of wing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and so there's a little bit of pulling in, you know, how much we spend on the kids or what we're willing to buy or how much yeah. eating out we're willing to do things like that. And, you know, being able to say to our children, like, this is for a purpose. Like yeah. we have made these decisions on purpose. And, you know, we talk a lot about in the parenting program, just being comfortable with our kids' discomfort and letting them have mm-hmm. their feelings and validating that. Ah. And yeah. If we're on a budget and we're like, no, we're not going to buy any treats at the circus because mm-hmm. we're only going to spend the t- money on the tickets. Yes. And then they're like, I want candy, candy. I want cotton candy. I want cotton candy. And it's like, yep, we can be strong enough to say no. Yeah. And Um, without a budget, you would probably just like give in mm -hmm. and then feel bad about it. Like, Oh, I shouldn't have spent so much money or, you know, and then dump it on them. Yeah, totally. And (laughs) I think getting the kids involved in that, like we did that when we were buying our house, we saved up a hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of cash. Yeah. (laughs) To make our down payment on our house. And of course, like we said no to a lot of trips with our friends and, you know, um, we don't do like big birthday parties because I don't like hosting parties also, but, um, like they would ask questions and we're like, okay, so this is how much money we're saving from this event. And we did fun things to get the kids involved and excited about it. Like we got this house Lego set and divided our savings goal by how many Lego pieces there were. Mm-hmm. And we'd have like a, a Sunday family meeting and see how much we had saved that month. And we would add that many Lego pieces to the house. Like I could not love this more. <laughs> and I have um, a bunch of, you can't see me, but I have a bunch of like highlighting goal sheets. Mm-hmm. And so my when I could handle it, actually I made them a second set. So, um, like you have, it's like a thermometer basically of Uh, mm -hmm. raising it. And Mm -hmm. I would let the kids color it once we got to new levels. Yeah. It's so good. But I think that's where we have to know our why Yeah, to feel really good about our reasons. Yeah, We have to know where we're going and then we can settle in. And if you look at your budget and you're like, holy shit, I am way overtaxed. Like I'm spending more than I make and kind of piecemealing it together with like delaying my credit card payment or whatever, yeah. we're, you know, mm-hmm. doing that. It's it, you, you might wonder like, why am I feeling stressed? Like, why am I at a, sh- why do I have a short tether or, t- you know, short fuse with my kids or with my mm-hmm. husband or in my business or with my, you know, colleagues or whatever. Yeah. And take a look at your money. There might be an undercurrent going on that is contributing to stress and it doesn't have to, you can like, uh, hopefully we'll put some free resources on the show notes, but also reach out to you, Aaron. Right. And, and say like, Hey, I want to talk about how to manage my money. Yeah. Less stress and anxiety around it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. And then slowly, maybe you look and you're like, well, I want to make more money okay, side hustle or, you know, ask for a raise or, you know, there there could be different, different ways that you approach it. If, if there's not what you, how much you want or whatever. And talking about how, like how we do one thing or like having data to support decisions that you make and having financial data, like so many people that like, are stuck in jobs that they don't enjoy that aren't fulfilling Mm -hmm. because they have financial obligations, but they haven't actually written it out and Mm -hmm. haven't seen like, actually could make a move right now. If I wanted, like I could figure this out or, you know, I had one client that 
is a uh, uh what's it called like exercise physical therapist and they saw clearly that like to be able to accomplish the goals that they wanted to accomplish they weren't going to get there on their salary so she looked into being a travel physical therapist Hmm. and it's like not like uber but kind of like you like call up like a physical therapist or and she'd like Mm -hmm. travel to people's homes and found a, a job for them just a few hours a week, making half as much as she was making in her office physical therapy job. Then she found another one that was making double. And then stopped, I kid you not, her original company called and asked her to come back and said they would pay her what the double rate that the other company was giving because they wanted her so bad. And it's all just because she was willing to like, look at her numbers and say something. I want more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to get, I want to get clever about this. I want more. And yeah. And yeah. Instead of feeling trapped and stuck. Yeah. There's so much power to the information, um, to thinking about what you want and then just making a plan for making it happen. Yeah. And even if it doesn't play out the way you want and it doesn't like actually happen 99% of the time, I would say you're like way better off than you would have been if you were just wandering around and didn't have direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's like when you are, you know, not having a plan, you feel as if you have a powerless yeah. So even if you make a plan, you don't get it, we'll get achieve whatever it is you wanted. You still are like, oh, but look at all these other results I created. Look at what I've done with my money in this way or that way. It's like yeah. very empowering. And you don't yeah. have to have any time we're spinning about anything in our lives, you know, our, our marriage, our money, our homes, our parenting, our health. There's so many resources out there. There's people who are experts at these topics and have programs and plans and professional expertise. Yeah. And they're available to us. A lot of times they have free resources. So you can learn tons from people. It's really believing though, that we have, that we can. Yeah. That it's possible, right? Yeah. Uh huh. That, that there could be a better way or a different way. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think looking at our money and realizing that I don't have to feel worried and stressed about this, that I can take a look at it. Yes. Actually put it all down on a, you know, spreadsheet or a piece of paper or app or whatever. Yeah. And, And I think as a, as a couple, you know, not everybody listening is in a partnership, but if you are in a partnership, it does create a lot more, um, like a, a pathway to communicate. Yeah. Like, okay, let's take a look at how much we've spent on this area. Mm-hmm. Is it working for you? Yeah. Do you want to keep doing it? Do you like it? Do, is is it important to you? Mm-hmm. These kinds of questions are so yeah. valuable. And so many people don't realize like things just, our lives are all so crazy with kids mm-hmm. and work and, you know, all the things you just don't realize unless you're intentional about it. Yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you this. How much time do you think a person needs to devote (laughs) like to get results to? Yeah. So that's so funny because I think people think it's going to like going to be one more thing on the list. Yeah. Consume their life. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to have to think about it all the time. Like, honestly, I spend an hour a week and that's because I really like it. And I'm like nerdy about it. Like, I don't think you even need to spend that much time. And then like once in a while, like looking at the big picture stuff, right. Is a little bit more time, but it really doesn't take that long now learning to budget and learning the new habit and learning to like, I have a couple of clients that are pretty new and they'll feel really guilty about the money that they're spending. And I'm like, yeah, but we already decided like, you were going to spend that money. It's okay. <laughs> They're so used to the guilt. Like the, yes. it's almost like the emotion yeah. is the, is the pattern or the habit. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. go back and look at your stuff. Like you're totally good. Mm-hmm. Nothing's gone wrong here, but 
it takes about three minutes to, or three minutes, huh? three months to figure out like the huge difference, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> three months to figure out like what you're actually spending. Cause most people don't know, especially groceries and eating mm-hmm. out. Like people just don't realize what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You can set up a number and then you're like, Whoa, I was way off or yeah, exactly. So it takes about three months to like figure those kind of things out. Mm -hmm. And it usually takes about six months for people to like get into a good habit, but really like for at least a year, things are going to pop up that only happen annually. Like, Oh, my car registration or, you know, things like that, that you just didn't even think about to like take it in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it depends on like, some people take a little longer. Some people are faster, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. usually six months is like a pretty good ballpark to like be in a good rhythm. Mm. Six months at maybe a little more committed time, like an hour a week or working with you for an hour and then maybe go on their own and just kind of input some stuff or whatever. And I guess I will say, so like my husband, we get paid every week. So that's one of the reasons why it's like an hour a week. Mm -hmm. If you're like, if you're not using a cash system, you really do need to do like reconciling Mm -hmm. or use an app. We just lost half our listeners. Reconcile (laughs) the super easy app that just does it all for you. Um, but you need to look at what you're spending so that, you know, otherwise it's just like, you look over, you look, you look in your account and you're like, Oh, there's a ton of money in there. I'll go buy Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look in the app, it tells you like, okay, you have $600 for groceries and you have $400 for kids camps and yeah. like whatever it breaks it down. So you don't spend in a way that wasn't thoughtful. Yeah. 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 I'll just offer an example of that was how we ran our money for a really long time is we just spend our money and paid our bills and things like that. And there was a surplus. And not necessarily like because we were saving any money or it was just we didn't quite hit. We didn't spend as much as we made. Yeah. And so then over maybe a month or two that the account would get a little high. And mm-hmm. then my husband would just transfer to savings with no plan whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So then it would just be like a savings account that was not earmarked for any goals or any family yeah. projects or trips or anything. So then when it was time to buy something like a trip or invest in the house or, you know, maybe make a bigger purchase, it would be so like, oh, I don't know. Should we take that money out of savings? And now there's more money in the like revolving account because it's just sitting there waiting yeah. for the things we know we want to spend money on. Yeah, it's accumulating for those annual expenses, right? Yes, but it does look, it looks like pretty. there's a lot of money in there. But when yep. you go into your budget, you see, oh no, okay, this is already all has a place it's parked yes or it has a job yeah yes and uh, that's so that can harder. be a little yeah if you made emotional decisions in the past but based on your account yes your how much is in there or how much is not in there this is a very different way because you have to look at the actual budget and yeah. I actually started doing it with my business as well yes and that has also been really helpful because I have a much better idea of the flow of like how much is coming in and how much is going out. Yeah. Um, and yeah. your annual things, right? Yeah. So, so helpful. Okay. Tell everybody how they can reach you. Like what, what, what's it like to find, what's it like to find Aaron Harmon online? What's that look like? <laughs> I'm on Facebook and Instagram as tranquil finance coaching. And then I have a website, www.tranquilfinancecoaching.com. Okay, great. So we'll put all that in the show notes. And what do you, how long do you work with your people? How, what's your, do you have a one-on-one program or a group program? Do they learn from you? Take a class? What's the story? Right now I have a one-on-one program. Um, and then I meet with them weekly for six months. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's about what you said. That's how yeah. long as it takes to really yeah. get it all. And some kinda... people, some people need more time. I've had people renew and it's yeah. just like the people, like the ones that happen faster. It's like, they've tried, they've dabbled with budgeting before. And the ones that take a little bit longer have never really like looked at it before, yeah. which makes sense. Cause you've been doing it your old way for however long you've been adulting and mm-hmm. it takes a while to establish some new habits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So you work with, and you meet with them once a month and once a week, once a week and yeah. you do couples too. So if do, people yeah. want to do that, so you can find time 
working when people have time available. Uh Uh And um, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, good. So I highly, highly recommend that you reach out to Aaron and get your money. Like 2023, if money is stressing you out, if it's been a goal of yours to really take a look at your finances and get help, I highly recommend you do that this year especially if you've ever thought about joining one of my programs, because if you ever say, Oh, I work with her and I never pay money. Um, <laughs> then maybe you want to take a look and make a budget item and save oh, for it and then buy it. Yeah. We can totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then you like working on your money and then you get to be able to have these goals, right? Like I want to work on my money so that I know I can hire a health coach or a parenting coach or mm-hmm. the marriage coach or whoever, whatever investment we want or invest in like, we have a big, project in our yard because we have um like the, the slope is wrong the floods. <laughs> yes exactly the slope is wrong and so we just have mud runoff into our swimming pool oh, and no. it ruins the pool equipment like almost every time it rains Ugh. so you know we have to re re uh, terrace the whole thing it's kind of a big project and yeah. it's always like in the past like oh I don't know maybe we'll be able to buy it pay for it whatever mm-hmm. and now it's a goal and I'm like excited so about excited. Yeah. saving for it. Yeah. And I love those long-term goals that you just like get so excited for when they actually happen and like work towards it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like our trip that we're planning. So I, I just love this way of doing it. And it it's, you know, the same ideas of like, where are you? What's bothering you? Okay. Let's look at it, figure out what you want and then have a plan to get there. And I think that's the power of coaching. And I'm so glad that everyone gets to know you. So thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right, everybody. I hope you have a really great week and that you're just loving this series on your body, your marriage, your money. And then we're going to talk about your house next week. So we'll talk about how to organize and tidy up and a relationship with your stuff. So stay tuned and I will see you all next week.